to the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death. And you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 293 for September 25, 2022. Oh, my God, Chris, it's the last Rough House of September. <sighs> Brother. <laughs> Where has the year gone? Oh, well, you know, uh, retirement, uh, forced retirement scandals and uh, takeovers and uh, nuclear press conferences. Oh, wait, that's only been the last month and a half. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Oh, boy. So much fun here in the world of pro res. I can't even remember, like. February of this year. I have, I have no, I mean, I, that was revolution, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, March, March was, revolu- March so was revolution. March was the road to okay. revolution. Sure. Like, uh, I, I, you know, the pay per viewer was like, I don't understand why CM Punk's wearing gym shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this song? This <laughs> isn't living color. What is this supposed to mean? By the way, I'm Marty and that's Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a video package explaining what this song was and what it means. So, yeah. how am I supposed to follow it? How am I supposed to understand what's happening? Meanwhile, Johnny why, Gargano why? just pops up on the main roster and Yay! We got why, him! Why why did we choose this as our thing? Wrestling? The <laughs> wrestling, yeah. Uh because of the <laughs> fact that it got instilled in us at an early age and we saw the height <sighs> we saw the heights of the Monday Night Wars era and we've been trying to chase that high ever since. I guess. <laughs> I'm not even sure personally why it's been I feel like honestly. Oh, man. All right. And we're going to delve deep into Kristoff's psyche here. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, wait. Hang on. I feel. Here we go again. All right. <laughs> I don't know if if I wasn't doing this podcast. I mean, I'd probably watch AEW. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I don't know if I would, like, be on Twitter, wrestling Twitter as much or, like, have any idea or uh interest in anything happening in wwe like i feel like doing the rough house for all of these fucking years mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. thousand some episodes combined yep probably close yeah. to um like that's just kind of it's uh, has it become a job for me <laughs> i mean it does bring you an income every month oh yeah not enough so patreon.com yeah. slash the rough house podcast hey. Daddy's got two car payments and a mortgage and a whole shitload of other bills he's got to pay. So sign on up. New Schlegel Soapbox dropping next Sunday. Five dollars here. Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah, it's I don't like you know. Uh, you, I know you watch stuff like other stuff like other promotions. You'll yeah. catch matches like stuff like that. Yeah. You know. And I'll, I'll, I should probably cancel my New Japan World because I haven't. I don't think the. I don't think I fired it up in like a month and a half, two months, or something like that. Well, we are in I the post G one lull, which is always. I, I, sort I of know. A, uh, period of time where it's like, oh boy, nothing till Tokyo Dome. I mean, yeah, that we were. I was going to talk about what happened at today's Burning Spirit show, <laughs> okay, which isn't really mm-hmm. anything dramatic or crazy, but 
it is that period of time where it's it's a doldrums. I mean, yeah, hell, but I you... didn't watch any G1 aside from like the championships either. Mm. You know, like okay. there was the COVID year. Yeah. Not the COVID. Uh, it was the, yeah, I guess it was the COVID year when I watched every fucking match yeah. that they did in, you know, a crowdless, you know, whatever situation. I don't remember what the exact situation that they had. Yeah. But I, I feel like, I, f- I feel like my love for pro wrestling isn't there. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a weird headspace today, but, um, you know, like I know you watch up a whole bunch of different stuff. Like Derek, like will watch, you know, he bought like the entire WrestleMania weekend and has watched mm-hmm. every show on there. And yeah. that is not anything I ever want to do in my life. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't have the patience for that. Like I, I am very much a, uh, 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 the best way you can put it is I'm, I'm a mixtape type of guy. I will, yeah, yeah, I will, yeah. tr- I hear this match from this company is good. That match from that right. company is good. I will find a way to get it and watch it and enjoy it. I, I don't have – I mean even New Japan, minus really big shows, it's like, oh, yeah. I heard such and such versus such and such from this show was good. I will watch that because, you know, I mean, hell, watching four hours of AEW this week was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and as much as I enjoy AEW, I still find myself like you know, scrolling through my phone while it's on or something like that. Like yeah. it's I don't. I'm I'm having an, a wrestling existential. You're crisis losing right now. your smile. Is, is what's <laughs> happening here? I don't know what it is. It's yeah. I mean, there's definitely some of that. Um, I don't know. I just I feel weird about it. It's weird. Well, it's it's okay. And 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 it's this is a safe space to talk about those things. Diagnose really. me, Marty. Uh I I think you are burnt out in general. <laughs> and in turn, whatever are you talking you, about? You are you are painting a brush across all of your interests and hobbies up to including the pro res. It's just that the pro res has had it's given you less than it's taken in recent years. Yeah. I feel Maybe I'm just depressed. I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah. You're, what you're describing is textbook <laughs> depression, my friend. I was gonna say like maybe because like I was, I was just gonna say all I kind of want to do is just sit on my couch and watch old movies. Um, uh huh. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. That sounds familiar. It strikes me that you and I are about to be Lexabros, my friend. <laughs> oh. Well, there we go. This is a it's a mental health Sunday for us here. Hey, it's uh, okay. It's okay. And and that's health. what this space is for. Yeah, we talk about ProRes, but also, you know, uh the the transition I made from listener to host, uh it wasn't that long ago when it was just you and Justin for half the show teeing off on your life. So, this is true. Yeah. If anything, the fact that you've maintained a streak as long as you have on the show of not absolutely motherfucking your existence, I'd say that's a positive. Well, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Not the, well, thank you, I guess. I think the uh, last time the last time you really had like a to do was when you moved. Oh God. Well, at least thing. that you were willing and wanting to share publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the other thing. Uh, I I came to realize that I was a bit of an oversharer uh, <laughs> <laughs> in certain aspects of things back in the day, which may or may not have gotten uh, some heat on on your boy here. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should see somebody. 
Yeah. Well, hey, we we can talk about that offline. Your your, your boy's been been through a multitude of processes and uh, medications, so we can uh, we can dig into that. Yeah. Anyway, right. you know what? Let let's let's tear the bandaid off. Let's talk about good things. AEW is live in New York City for. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Berry. Yes. <laughs> New York City. City. For oh, the, are you Grand caught up? Slam. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, did you catch up on what we do in the shadows? Uh, no, but if you're asking me about uh, Matt Berry, the Go Flip Yourself episode with Nick Kroll. Uh, I, I've, I've, you've seen the, I've clip. seen the clips. Yes. God yes. damn it! Just uh, Matt, amazing. Uh, this, this is a turn of phrase that gets played out a lot, but yeah. in this instance, it's true. Matt Berry could read a phone book and make yeah. it entertaining. A hundred percent. That guy is, is a ten out of ten. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, New York City Grand New Slam. York City. In, uh, is, is that's uh, Queens. Is yeah, that? Queens, New York. Queens. Arthur Ashe Stadium. So was, was the Peter Parker show up? Uh, not that I was aware of, but you know, okay. uh, maybe there was a, a, a you know a teen in stands eating a churro, and turns out it was uh, God. I love churros. Petey Parker himself. Uh, I've been slightly ruined for churros. As uh, my wife once pointed out to me, they look like they've been funneled through a butthole. A Don't la, care. A la the old Play-Doh set. Yep. Nope. So 100%. Don't care. Yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah. soft, soft yet crispy dough with cinnamon sugar. Fuck. Oh, yeah. You Hell kidding yeah. me? Hell yeah. Sometimes stuffed with goodness? Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Sign me up. Give me churro bukkake right now. Let's go. Uh, all the churros. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Grand Slam. Uh, two hours of Dynamite. Two hours of Rampage. Uh, a show that ran for the live crowd, I shit you not, from 7.30 at night to 12.45. Yowzers. They they were not smart. They did not decide to record an hour of Rampage before Dynamite and yeah. an hour of Rampage after Dynamite. No, they recorded <sighs> Dark Elevation, then Dynamite, then Rampage. And Rampage, before it was edited down, was two and a half hours long. Yikes. Yeah, it was I mean, look, a big shoe. We were there for like, what, four hours for our dynamite yeah, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a lot. Yeah, it was. Uh, thank God to catch the main event because uh, yeah, we otherwise. Yeah, we would have dipped. Well, that I mean, you know, to be fair, the card for Grand Slam was stacked. Oh, unbelievably so. Including dynamite, which we'll get into first, which was an Whoops! All title matches edition, uh, and uh, it, it started off pretty strong. It was definitely a weird night for live crowd energy because, yes, with two exceptions, that crowd was super hot. Yeah, it's just two matches in particular got very little love. One which bummed me the fuck out, um, but we'll, we will talk about it. The show kicked off strong. Uh, as we had the Ring of Honor World Championship match, Claudio Castagnoli defending against Chris Jericho. Uh, uh-huh. We had the full Ring of Honor uh, production in play as Ian Riccoboni was joining Taz, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur in the booth. Great Bobby stuff. Cruz was doing the ring introductions. And Kerry Silken was not just by the side of uh, the ring, but he also got tossed around a little bit in this opening match. Yeah. 
yeah, good for him, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, he just had neck surgery. So. Uh, oh, fun! Way to yeah. go, Chris. So, so that <laughs> Jericho was fun. slapping him around a bit. Uh, that's that's fun. So yeah, this match. I understand the logic behind putting the championship on Chris Jericho. Um, you know, it's another feather in the cap for Jericho. Mm-hmm. It's the title that he, well, I wouldn't say eluded him, but he had just never had. Yeah, uh, I, and now I, I he's feel doing... like he could have at any point, especially during his, right. I'm going to new Japan era, just said, right. fuck it. And, you know, worked the UMBC event center. And, sure. And became world champ. Uh, so Pro- I understand why having the championship on him as you're probably shopping around a TV deal for your promotion mm-hmm. that you bought mm-hmm. and have done nothing with. Um, you know, we're it worked for AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked for AEW having him as your first champion. So, you know, obviously um, Jericho wouldn't be the first Ring of Honor champion by any means. But no. uh, having him as the face of your company during this time makes sense. At the same time, it kind of you know, helped diminish my love of the business when Chris Jericho at, you know, 55, six years old is, is beating a, a Claudio Cass one. I don't think he's that old. Really? Yeah. Hang on. I, okay. I, 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 will, I will look it up while, while you continue your thought, you know, him beating Claudio, uh, what, uh two months after Claudio, three months after Claudio won yeah. the, the title that had eluded him for his yes. career. Yeah. It's a little bit of a 51, 51 turning 52 really? in November, man. I mean, I don't, I have zero fucking room to talk. I looked in the mirror yesterday. I'm like, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it, 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 kind, it was a depression, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, the match. And the match was fine. I thought the match was very good. Uh, really, my only complaint was the finish. Um, and, yeah. and really, the first three matches all had uh, a, a finish I could quibble with. Uh, now, apparently, it's it's to tie into a storyline that started on Rampage. Uh, but I, I did not love that, you know, Jericho won the world title by being, quote unquote, dishonorable. <laughs> yes, it makes him a heel. But I don't know. It kind of chumped out Claudio. The yes. match I, I, I thought was kind of crazy, especially when you think Jericho's 51. He's out there having a work rate match, keeping yeah. up with one of the strongest and most agile members of the AEW roster and saying, fuck it, I'm going to take apron bumps to the floor. Like We just went the distance with Danielson twice, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, he's he's definitely showing, especially since he dropped the weight that he did. Um, and there's yeah. interest. If you are, are at all interested, there is a... Uh, a GQ article where he talks about the diet that he used, which sounds maddening, but uh, hey, credit to Chris uh, for for dropping the weight that he did. Um, I just didn't love that Claudio basically got chumped for the finish, and mm-hmm. I guess long term, based off of the fact that post match the JAS came out to celebrate and Garcia came out and he looked, you know, really kind of he had the hang dog face. I'm yeah. just like, um, you didn't do that the right way. I guess we're heading towards Garcia versus Jericho, which undoubtedly will be used to put Garcia over, I think and hope. One would hope. <clears throat> you think it would be a, a uniting of the titles? Possibly. Situation? Because the, <laughs> pure, the pure stuff is, you know. It's fine. The, the match, it's fine, but 
you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think, A, condensing those titles would be a smart move. I'm amazed that Tony Khan brought all of them back. Yeah. But, I, B, I, I think it would be a, a smart move to really launch The Rocket on Garcia and basically, you know, have him be the face of Ring of Honor. But then again, that takes yeah. him off of AEW programming in theory uh, if they do actually get a TV deal. And that would be a bummer because Garcia is definitely being built as the future of AEW. Um, anyway, you slice it. Good match and eh, finish. And we'll see what they do with Jericho as Ring of Honor champion. Well, it's already annoying me. Uh, one, he was on the full two hours of Rampage commentary. Yeah. yeah. And he wouldn't fucking shut up about it. And, you know, just obnoxious Chris Jericho being even more obnoxious with the title is just, I mean, in, in small spurts, okay. But a full two hours of that guy on commentary was grating. <laughs> well, we followed up that match with a uh, video package for Danielson Moxley, which was the main event of the evening. And then that took us. Straight to the AEW World Tag Team title match as Swerve in our glory of Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland was defending against the acclaimed of Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Uh, Fabulous, the rapper, came out with Swerve in our glory, while DJ Woo Kid came out with the acclaimed DJ Woo Kid wearing the weirdest fucking mask I've ever seen on a human being for reasons. Is that I don't his really gimmick? Understand. No, <laughs> I don't I know why he was doing gimmick. that. I okay. have no idea. Uh, All right. Look, I can't claim to know anything about hip hop these days. So I have no, I mean, not the fabulous is a new rapper by any means. I'm assuming DJ Wu kid is, I don't know. Cause I have zero knowledge of the hips and hops of 2k 22. You know, I, I don't even, I don't know. I listened to stuff from like the late nineties and that's in the early two thousands. <laughs> and that's it. You know, if it doesn't feature exhibit or notorious B I G I ain't into it, brother. Um, yeah. so, or Buster rhymes, Buster rhymes, okay. my dude. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. You know, yeah, DJ Wu kid is more known for putting together mixtapes than actually his own performances. So, uh, huh. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. I, I, I think part of it was also a play to get serious coverage cause he has a show on there. So, Ah. Uh, anyway, uh, this was not anywhere near as good as the match in Chicago for All Out. Correct. Was. However, Correct. it was a very good match because it was. Uh, I think there are a few things more entertaining in wrestling right now than the zero fucks version of Swerve Strickland. Uh, (laughs) I just love how much he does not give a shit about his opponents and not in a taking liberty sort of way in a just arrogant disrespect way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, and you could tell the New York crowd was ready for a title change. Yeah. Anyone could have told you that there was going to be a title change, but why the fuck is the title change? Because Billy Gunn did a famouser on fucking Swerve Strickland on the outside. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I mean, the fire that those two teams created in Chicago, yeah, I didn't think was going to be able to be replicated. Um, they tried because they tried they very did. hard, and it was a good, really good match. But again, a questionable finish. Like the 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 outcome was correct. It's the 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 journey to the finish that kind of raises some eyebrows here. Um, yeah, I yeah. guess it was to try to keep. You know, uh, Swerve and Keith Lee strong in that, you know, they only lost because of outside interference. But 
God, that yeah, but makes in doing that, you also take take bad. the acclaim. Yes, exactly. Yeah. One, you have the faces cheat to win. Yeah, and two, it makes them think that they can't do it on their own. And it certainly wasn't helped by the fact that immediately after, by the way, second weird interference finish of the night. It doesn't yeah. help that we are immediately following the victory of the acclaimed with an FTR promo, which, yes, while it did build to an FTR gun club match again, for some reason, uh-huh. it was basically FTR all but saying, well, we're going to get our other belt now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I'm sure that match will be good, too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I do think there's kind of a compelling story of, you know, the homegrown, homemade AEW tag team who are now champions versus the team from the other place that has gone everywhere and done everything and won every title. Like, I, yeah. I think there's a, a natural storyline there. It is nowhere near as compelling as if it were FTR in the box round three for all the belts. Right. But I do that'll, think that'll, that'll happen down the line. Likely. Who who the hell knows at this point? (laughs) Uh, It's just what it was versus what it could have been. Two very different things. And um, I I would have loved to have said that this was, you know, five stars. Everything worked. I I had some strong quibbles with the way this played out, especially getting immediately cut off at the knees by having this FTR promo, which all but told you what's happening next. Yeah, I mean, they got the reaction they wanted. The crowd lost right, their minds. Right, yeah. The, the crowd was awesome, and, and the crowd appropriately lost their shit. Um, yeah. and, and the crowd actually helped the next segment out quite a bit, which was Wheeler Yuta being interviewed in front of the stage by Tony Schiavone. He got interrupted very quickly by MJF, who got a fucking Steve Austin-level pop from the yeah. New York crowd. Uh, and, hey... Credit where credit is due. Yuta had a face-looking MJF in front of him, and whether it was him or MJF as well, they found a way to make MJF get booed and Yuta get a huge face pop. So uh, a credit yeah. to both guys there. I still feel like Yuta needs some, uh, some mic work. Oh, um, no disagreement. I think it's... And this is weird coming from me considering the first 15 minutes of this podcast. I feel like he needs more confidence when he's speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. You know, uh, th- that's not coming. That's coming from a, a, a broadcast professional sort of. It, it also you know, doesn't help to have that contrasting from MJF who. Right. Could not be more in his own sense of reality at every single waking sure. moment of being a professional wrestler. M- MJF is the Satnam Singer promos in in respect to John uh, uh, Wheeler Yuta being Jonathan, Jonathan Gresham. Gresham. <laughs> yeah, one stands tall. For yes, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. That has nothing to do with anything but size. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, they end up brawling. Uh, MJF shoves down Tony Schiavone to a lot of elite. Uh, yeah. And uh, W. Morrissey makes the save. So I guess we're probably getting Morrissey versus Yuta sometime soon um, all right i guess we got a segment from uh diamante uh, sorry jade cargill she gets interrupted by diamante and diamante reveals that her person from the 305 is not a wrestler it's fucking trina yep the rapper from the mid aughts yep couldn't get trick daddy but they sure as shit got trina 
<laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, yeah, I, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I really got nothing, uh, you know. No, I'm, I, I, the only here. thing I thought was kind of humorous was uh, Jay getting pissed off and yelling at Kira Hogan, asking her if she knew anything because Kira and Diamante are uh, a couple in real life. So I, th- I thought that. Oh, was really? Funny. Yeah. I yeah. did not know that. Well, there, there you go. That is that is wild. Uh, <laughs> that is wild, wacky stuff. Ayatollah Kamemi. Um It was. <laughs> Pac defending the All-Atlantic Championship against Orange Cassidy. And at this point in the night, I started to wonder, are we getting a clean sweep of title changes? Yeah. We did not. And this had two things which bothered me. One, why was the crowd so fucking dead for this? I don't know. Maybe it was the fact that the acclaimed got burnt out by the pop. Yeah. Two. It was our third weird interference or weapon-related finish in a row. Yeah. And again, yeah. I, I know now with the benefit of hindsight, it's this whole Paul Turner is trying to be like the top ref thing. And so they decided to have all these, you know, finishes not involving Paul Turner to show like the referee needed to be tightened up or whatever. But, man... Don't do angles with your referees. That should be like yeah. rule number one of booking a promotion. Yeah, yeah, because it just it, it ruins everything that they touch. And the referees in every match. Very true. Very. You know, very true. I, I I don't like I don't like ref angles. I don't disagree. Um, but I mean, patch or patch? Yeah, pack patch. and OC. Yeah, Patch Adams uh, <laughs> versus <laughs> versus Shakes the Clown uh, for the All Atlantic Championship. Uh, no, Pack and OC. You know they whenever they're together, it's great. Just the the boiling over of frustration of Pack for yeah. the shenanigans and bullshit of Orange Cassidy is just you know it's an elixir that uh, you know that's something that keeps me keeps me coming back for more. And what I liked a lot in this was from the jump. OC was very aggressive. Like, yeah. ki- like it wasn't just his normal, oh, you know, I'm lackadaisical. I'm going to have fun at the expense of my opponent thing. Like, he was kind of a dick to Pac, which was like, this, this is this is fun. I like this he version of OC punch a lot. Yeah. To yeah, set up like, the match. Yeah, we so. had Dark OC last week, so what the hell? Why yeah. not? Um, I, I liked that he came in with a bit of a chip on his shoulder of like, fuck your shit. I'm going to not only beat you, but I'm going to make you look like a fool. And I, I thought that was a compelling aspect to this match, especially considering this is what the third or fourth time we've seen them against each other. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, cause mm-hmm. I know we had, uh, the revolution match before everything shut down. And of course mm-hmm. they were in, in three with Omega at double or nothing, 2021, 20, 20, yeah, 21. Know, uh, which was a great match. Excuse me. Um, but this was very good. It just was harmed again, crowd, not being super into it. And that finish, which I didn't really care for. Yeah. But on the bright side of things, Pack's still the champ. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, he's still two belt pack. Two pack. Yes. If you will. Um, so, you know, that that's that's a good thing. The other two thirds of Death Triangle did not fare as well on Rampage, but no. uh more on that as as we get there. 
We had a four-way for the AEW Interim Women's Championship. Tony Storm ends up retaining. It was her versus Britt Baker versus Serena Deeb versus Athena. Uh, this was pretty damn good. I started to wonder, actually, if uh, they might put the belt on Deeb here because she was getting a, a big push along the way. Um, shout out to Athena uh, for trying some new and different things. But, oh, boy, the fucking uh, two-person. Uh, it's kind of like a... a- but back like a, a, a I'm not, I'm not even, crucifix meets fall away slam yeah, situation yeah, was, thing. Uh, fall away slam and Samoan Samoan drop. I think. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Something like that. Dropping Britt Baker right on her face, breaking her nose. So once again, we had a bloody nosed Britt Baker. It, it's just her thing now, I guess. Right. Um, pretty gnarly there. Uh, but I, I thought the match was decent. But again, the crowd was still kind of like. Eh. We're not really here yet. <laughs> I think I, I, I legit think I dozed off watching this match. And that's not an indictment on the women wrestling. It was more of, I know Tony Storm's going to win this. And two, I had I had like four hours of sleep the night before. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. And I watched it at like 9.30 a.m. And I was still I was not fully awake. I was surprised how early so I, like, you were texting me your thoughts on uh, Dynamite. That was I was excited to watch it. Usually I watch it like a lunchtime, but I didn't yeah. have a ton going on Thursday morning, so I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'll just I'll just fire it up now. Yeah. And Sleepy Chris uh, kind of took over for for a little bit there. <laughs> I think I dozed off during the main as well. So it's definitely not an indictment on on what oh, was yeah. on screen. It's just you know Sleepy Chris was out all night drinking, drowning his sorrows in Miller Lite. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> we we had the uh, roll up from uh, Tony Storm on Britt Baker. She gets victory. Post-match, uh, Baker and Serena Deeb were beating down Athena and Tony Storm. Jamie Hayter comes out. Everyone thinks, oh, boy, this is the face turn. Not so much. Hayter went right back to being pals with Britt Baker. <sighs> Don't Absolute care for that. fucking missed opportunity unless they're doing Yeah, I-, I will say this. If they're doing another Wardlow thing, let's not stretch this out for two years. Please, God. Agreed. Please, Agreed. God, let's not. Well... The numbers game was not in the favor of Athena and Tony Storm, so that means it was time for a debut as the screeching vocals of one Ronald started playing <laughs> over the speakers at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Old and- Ronnie McDonnie jumping, uh, <laughs> jumping into his new medley sort of uh, phase here. And uh, out before the crowd, it was the AEW debut of the former Paige and now Soraya. Soraya. Yeah, Soraya. So, sorry, Soraya. Uh, yeah. Soraya looking the most like <clears throat> Soraya as she has in a long, long time. I actually recognized her face this time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, she's definitely undergone a transformation since her prime uh Divas era yeah. uh, of Paige. Uh, I mean, granted, she was super fucking young, you know, in that whole experience, um, as documented in the completely factual movie Fighting with My Family. Yeah, which um, is surreal now to go back and watch. Oh, that's Florence Pugh. I, right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, she went from like that to like midsummer to like. Psh- 
Yeah, yeah, just fucking you rocket know, launch. Stratosphere up into Black Widow and uh, you know, the the most drama filled movie, movie that season. is that apparently sucks really bad. <laughs> Don't worry, darling. Do I want to watch it still? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. I hey, if anything, the trailer ruled. Yeah, okay. it, it did. It did. And then the behind the scenes drama about it has just been exhilarating Look, and it's, ridiculous. It's, it's just one of those movies. It's like a movie, Chris. You know, I, I go to the theater and see a movie movie, you know, a movie movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Totally. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Saray is here, uh, although it, apparently as it came out, I think it was maybe Uncle Dave who said that she's yeah. not cleared to wrestle, which as is why there's no knows, contact. She's not yet cleared. Uh, so so that's... I would imagine that Tony in signing her would have at least has an idea that something might be coming down the pike for a clearance. Yeah, I, you would hope. You would hope that this wasn't just. I'm going to debut someone at a big show to have a debut at a big show. That is my biggest worry and concern. That it's just sort of like, well, it's a big show, so we need to debut somebody. Who's out there? I mean, she got the graphic. She is all elite. She did. And she certainly made her intentions, you know, clear to all four women on the outside with their shocked O faces, you know. Brit and, you know, and Jamie on one side and then, you know, Tony and Athena on the other. Um, I, yeah, I, I hope I hope it would be safe for her to compete. Mm-hmm. But if history has shown us anything about people with bad neck issues is that it's certainly possible to come back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the severity or what exactly. You yeah, know. I mean, Sting is in what year two, almost three of yeah, being, pushing three. You know, I guess because he debuted in December twenty twenty, so it's oh, he's almost had two years of uh, okay. AEW appearances and ultimately competition. So yeah, it can be done. Uh, you know, you got Danielson in there, you got Christian in there who had similar issues. An edge and, and edge who is, you know, yes, he's winding down his return, but still he's been a uh, semi active competitor yeah. for a number of when years. So not injured. Uh, there's an opportunity for sure. Um, just we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, I will say for me personally, uh, I was happy for her because I, I got the distinct feeling um, you know, from press she's done and, and what have you, she wasn't really ready to step away from the business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly the reaction she got was, you know, heartwarming because of that. Yeah. She doesn't move the needle for me in the women's division. Granted, I also have what I would assume to be a minority view of God damn it, get some visas and start bringing the Joshis back over. <laughs> but that's me. like that. That's what I would want out of that division. You know, like let's, let's get a, a hater and a Brit and an Athena mixing up with these Joshis so they can step up their game and oh. provide something that isn't already on television. Give me uh, Jamie hater versus Riho now. Yeah. Th- that's, that's the type of thing I would want to see. Yeah. But I recognize that may not necessarily be what the average person wants to see. I would imagine the average person wouldn't mind seeing Jamie Hayter in the ring at all times. Well, <laughs> yeah, she, she's very, she has, very athletic. She, yeah, she's very athletic. Yes. Yeah. Um, she, she has some things that work for her. Anyway, we got a Darby yeah. Allen video. She's hyping. well-rounded. <laughs> yes. No. Very well-rounded competitor. No. And, and honestly, you know what? A lot of people, t- Tony decides to sign are very well-rounded. Yeah. Tony and I 
may have some uh, shared search histories. So you, you, <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> you have similar scouting reports. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that made it sound less creepy. Thanks. Yep, you're welcome. Uh, Darby Allen had a video <laughs> talking or to, to hype the no DQ match on Rampage. He was carrying a body bag on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> so That's fun. I had to imagine that was shot gorilla style. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would assume. I would assume as much. And I, I would also I... assume it's it's uh, I forget his name, but there's a guy who did all the Joey Janela spring break videos that they recently hired at AEW. Uh-huh. I imagine he's the one who filmed it because he also did like the Ruby <sighs> Soho, you know, return to wrestling announcement yeah. video. Like it, it very much had that same cinema verite feel of of the stuff he does, which which is interesting because Janela on Twitter this week dropped the bomb that TK hates. Um, uh, cinematic style stuff like that because somebody somebody mentioned or somebody equated I think the Darby bit to what the the one segment that Joey and um, Sunny oh, Kiss oh, Sunny Kiss did yeah did in the gas station fighting these dudes yeah um, which apparently Cody got on air because Tony hates shit like that is what Joey said mm. which is interesting um, I mean also you know and and I don't I don't mean to discredit. But Joey also was like, hey, I liked being on Dark. So, well, I, I, but it, it kind of, you know, at least there's it tracks. Is yeah, what yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say it does diminish the sports feel when you have stuff like that. But at the same time, yeah. Darby's kind of had free reign to make his weird little art films for his right. entire run. So <laughs> well, also, it, it may not I, necessarily know. be. Uh, the the medium, but instead the message is the problem, <laughs> or the messenger, perhaps. Yeah, yeah exactly. He he uh, doesn't have a problem with the film. He doesn't like the casting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. I mean, there have been cinematic matches. Yeah. in AEW. Yeah, I mean that was you know originally the whole point behind Sting uh, right. being in, in AEW that was going to be cinematic matches, but he showed that he could actually do really fun old man brawls so yeah you know we'll see yeah more on that in a few uh then the uh main event of the evening was john moxley against brian danielson to determine the uh new aew world champion chris i don't know if you know this but mjf was in the balcony watching that match holding his casino chip the whole time i i don't know you know what I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, they only showed it every three fucking camera cuts. <laughs> like I, the only time where I was like, oh, that's cool. Was they had the shot where it was a wide shot in. of the ring. Yeah. Well, yeah, the wide shot of the ring. But then it was the uh, him on the video screen above. Oh, like, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. that looked cool. And the zoom in was cool. Yeah. Uh, the zoom in was but cool. it was just like, I don't need to keep being reminded, especially if he's not going to do anything. Right, that's the thing. That made me think that nothing was going to happen. He's all the way up there. Yeah. And as the as the night was progressing, like, well, they're running out of time for anything big to happen. And, so. and it, and it kind of got tossed out earlier in the day because Tony did an interview with, I think it was Busted Open Radio, where he, I mean, he didn't use this term, but I'm going to use a term that you will understand and appreciate. Excuse me. He basically uh, explained that the casino chip that MJF has is akin to the Gift of the Gods title. Right. Where you have to trade it in for a time and place of your choosing in advance. Right. So yeah, it's not cause... it's not money in the bank where it's like, oh, I could disrupt this match and add myself to yeah. it and become world champion. It's, you know, you go, I want a match on June twenty second and, you know, you call it. You call your shot. Right. 
Yes. So. Yeah. And I like that a lot better than Money in the Bank. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Money in the Bank definitely got fucked out. Like the first few sure. times where it was, you know, the surprise, whether it was, uh, you know, Edge uh, running in at the pay-per-view or like CM Punk winning in the middle of Raw and, and stuff like that. It was certainly interesting at this point, though, just sort of like, especially with Austin Theory holding it. Does he still have it? He does still have it. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Anyway, Mox ended up winning, which I thought was a bit of a surprise. Uh, yes. Especially knowing he was supposed to go on vacation. Right. Uh, but uh, he ended up winning, and it's hard to dispute him as world champion. He is no, uh, certainly I, I, the guy. Sure. I, I I agree. And I'm I'm just – I mean, I just want to know the reasoning why it's not Danielson. Like, yeah. You know, he the story that was told of Danielson going through all the people that had previously beat him to, you know, claim his prize, and then he fails at the last, you know, at the final boss. That I, it's, uh, I don't know, I don't know. And uh, you know, a three-time champ is cool, but it also would have been cool to have Brian as a first-time champ. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think Brian versus MJF is a really good fucking story. Oh yeah, yeah. And not um, to say that Mox and MJF can't make it work, because I know they absolutely can. Yeah, yeah they absolutely will, because it, it, it's definitely, you know, the man who wants to build it up versus the man who wants to burn it all down. Right. Which which has, you know, plus both guys are so good on the mic, and we've already seen some elements of it. They're going to absolutely sell us on this match. By sure. the time well, Brian's really there, good on the mic, too. Right. It would have been a different dynamic in a match we hadn't yeah. seen before. We, we saw us right. at what, you know, all out, or sorry, full gear 2020. Um, you know, we, we've seen mocks mjf for the world title before this is nothing right. new uh but it, it'd be nice to have something different even though i can sit here and say yeah mox is a guy who you need to build your company around yeah mox is arguably wrestler of the year he's certainly you know one of the top people in the conversation sure. um so i get it it's just uh it, it would have been interesting had it been danielson this is more sort of okay the match itself i thought was very good uh, yeah. Mox did not bleed, possibly intentionally not bleeding to sort of, uh, you know, calm his critics. Uh, what I really liked, though, was and, and it wasn't in a boring grapple fucky sort of way that they did work kind of a hybrid wrestling slash MMA style match. I, I, yeah. I thought um, there were really some compelling moments within that. And, and that makes sense because both guys not only are you know great pro wrestlers but they're big mma fans so they right. they did bring elements of like a big shoot fight to their match which i thought was uh, a, a nice thing that, that made that match stand out amongst the whole card for the evening yeah so um credit there uh but yeah mox wins when we go right off the air because god damn it we can't leave breathing room for anything <laughs> yeah Anyway, well, you got a hard out, man. You know, yeah. that's 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 live TV for you. That's that's true. Uh, but then we went ahead on Friday to the show we've been waiting on. <laughs> Special double sized Rampage, which was actually technically two episodes of Rampage. Like even yeah. on the DVR, it was two episodes of Rampage. Right, 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 right. Uh, and it kicked off with the no DQ match: Darby Allen and Sting against the House of Black. House of Black with Julia Hart. Uh, this was awesome. Great yeah. brawl, great battle from everyone. Uh, I will say, 
I'm a little worried about what's in the Australian water that uh, Buddy Matthews is drinking because uh, he he looks uncomfortably big right now. <laughs> and this is on a show that Brian Cage showed up in. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if every time Buddy Matthews sees a Costco uh, Kirkland edition Kenny Omega joke that he just decides, I'm going to get bigger. Yeah. But it, it is. Time to bulk, brother. Yeah. It, it, it is getting distracting. Um, yeah. But nice the, hits. for as good as this match was, the story of it was uh, basically uh, Sting ended up getting handcuffed mm-hmm. and put into a chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthews was going to strike Sting with the bat. Lights go out. I yell Sabu. Naturally. But it is not Sabu. Instead. Upgrade. For the first time since, as far as I know, 2019 at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. The great fucking Muda shows up. Yeah, he does. Crowd loses their mind. Muda and Sting have a stare down. Muda turns to Matthews, hits a great dragon screw on him. Yep. As Matthews is on his way back up, Muda misses him in the face. He bounces back into Julia Hart. Julia Hart swantons herself off the apron, <laughs> just hitting it like the back of her head on the through concrete. a table. Yeah, like yeah, it was brutal. It was it was rough. And the funny thing was, like you know, as she was setting up for that spot, you yeah. saw her. You could see her like keep looking back. Yeah, you know, I don't know if she was uh, shoved too hard or if the table wasn't in the correct position or a little bit of both. But yeah, that was that was a nasty bump. But uh, uh, Sting hits the Scorpion Death Drop on Buddy Matthews, get the pin, and uh, Moon and Sting shake hands and embrace. Very cool moment. Darby Allen being tended to by the doctors. He later uh, posted on social media he got staples in his head. Well, that uh, was a nasty bump because yeah. he was what? Was he on Brody's back? Yes. Yeah, I think. They, and then they, they went off, off the stage. Yeah, a into table, a couple which, tables. No yeah. fun. Uh, and um, yeah, big Brody King falling on you through a table. That's uh, yeah. you're, you're going to have a bad time. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. Um, here's a question. How body temp warm do you think that mist was for Buddy <laughs> right in the face? Like it, Muda took his time on the intro. I mean, granted, he's pushing 60 or is 60. Yeah. He, I think he is 60. He's 60 and yeah. he has no knees. Yes. Right. So taking his time. Well, obviously milking it as well. But, oh, of course. you know, uh, and then there was like another minute and a half of shenanigans in the ring before he actually spit the mist. So that is a that yeah. is a putrid, warm uh, green mist right there. Yeah. And if if the lore of the mist, the lore of the mist um, it, it, is green mist is a paralyzing mist? Yes, yeah, it yes. is a poison mist. Yes, poison mist. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, looking back, fucking Malachi was probably supposed to take that mist shot, wasn't he? Probably, yeah, yeah. That would have been a cool moment. I mean, yeah. it was still pretty cool. Uh, and also, it turns out that uh, this is uh, a moment of a working relationship between Pro Wrestling Noah and AEW. Yeah, as Sting will be heading to Yokohama, Japan. For the final Great Muda match, which will be January 22nd, at a show called Great Muda Final Bye Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop 
Are you serious? That is that is the name of the show. Great Muda Final. And then quote, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, and it's all because Keiji Muto is on his uh, his final run. He will be having a separate uh, is retirement show. sponsored by Cricket Wireless? The... <laughs> He'll be having a, a separate Tokyo Dome uh, retirement show in February, I believe. So is it going to be like Inoki retirement where like there's a line of people to come down and get misted in the face? <laughs> one would hope. God, <laughs> I like that. That's the dream, right? Like right? you just yeah. want to be one of the last guys to get misted by Muda. Look, I was one of the last guys to get shot by Benoit. So, <laughs> well. you know. <laughs> that like we know of. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, he, I was—I don't even remember the the timetable of of all that, but yeah, it was, it was uh, the final chapter. Anyway, we had two point against chapter. Hook and Action Bronson. This match uh, fucked, man. Yeah, Bronson, uh, actually pretty good. Uh, yeah. Bronson can go on the uh, uh, celebrity to top pro wrestling talent hall of fame it's like him the guy from arrow and bad bunny like that's that's pretty much what we got i would rather him take the butcher route and go from musician to full-time wrestler yeah he he certainly showed some fire and he could cut a fucking promo we know that much he could cut a promo he wrapped himself down to the ring and didn't get blown up yeah shockingly and then did a match yeah uh looked great you know super over hook super over 2.0 making him look like a million bucks in yeah. the uh, in the meantime um yeah this match was exactly what it needed to be yeah double red rums get the finish yeah and one thing i wanted to ask you about uh because i've seen a lot of criticism of this did you see the promo uh from the control center i, I can't recall if it was on rampage or not um of 2.0 talking about this match i did not uh, so matt menard it, not that different from the uh promo menard did after blood and guts mm-hmm. where he got really emotional and and you know talking about his injuries and you know how he takes these moments and believes in what he does and and you know uh the the, the whole thrust of the promo was you know bronson is disrespecting pro wrestling by okay. trying to insert himself into this sure the complaint people have about these promos that Menard does, which I think are great promos. So nobody sees them? Well, there's that, <laughs> that they don't make TV. Yeah. But the primary issue that people seem to raise is... It's a babyface promo. Uh, right, right. That that Menard and Parker are comedy characters, and he keeps cutting these super serious promos. Yeah. And it's, it, it's seen as incongruent. And I'm just like, I don't know. People can be... You know, more than one thing. Yeah, uh, but he also does like the taste of the titles and the stupid stuff too. So you know, yeah. he he walks the line. Um, so so yeah, I mean, you know, you can yeah, you can have a, a funny guy be serious and a serious guy be funny. You know, there's no there's no problem in that. Yeah. All right, just wants a taste of the titles. We add Ward Joe. It's Wardlow and Joey Samoe. Yeah. Going against a team this. of Tony Nese and Josh <laughs> Woods. A match that definitely didn't even need to be on the show, but fuck Did it, it not. was anyway. At yeah. Two minutes and 26 seconds in length. Crisp. Absolutely murdered uh, Nice and Woods. Did Joe and Wardlow. Yeah. Um, as they should. Yeah. Uh, fun times. Sterling ends up getting the uh, Powerbomb Symphony. Mm-hmm. Um, no real, you know, next step from here, but. Hey, we got people on TV, and uh, the crowd seemed to enjoy it. So, yeah, I mean, anytime Joe's music hits, I do liven up a little bit. So yeah, it's it's hard not to. Um, 
In fact... Because if not, there should be. There really should be. Uh, give, give give me time, is what yeah. I will tell you. Uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeated Ray Phoenix. Motherfucker. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, my boys just can't get a fucking W, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know Pac did, uh, but he shouldn't have. And then <laughs> Ray Phoenix should have, but didn't. Uh, and I know JB needed a big win here. And he, just, uh, he still needs some kind of direction because... I guess Luchasaurus is next, but um, this match was really good. Yeah. This might, might have been the best Jungle Boy we've seen in sometime. Sometime. Uh, I, I would watch a dozen matches of these guys. Instead, we're going to get Jungle Boy against Luchasaurus. And I just don't. Uh, like, I know it's, you know, I know Rey Mysterio beat Big Show at one point, but Jungle Boy beating Luchasaurus just doesn't seem mathematically possible to me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't get it myself. Uh, but uh, very good match. Both guys look great. Just a fucking shame that you know Phoenix had to eat another fall. Yeah, a champion yes. had to lose a match. Yeah, uh, <sighs> and, and it's very frustrating. As hinted at post match, Christian Cage came out with his arm in a sling. Um, Luchasaurus ran from behind, took out Jungle Boy. Uh, Cage cut a promo on New York and uh, Luchasaurus chokeslammed Perry. Uh, said, uh, Christian Cage said that uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry should not show up in AEW next week, which means he's going to show up in AEW next week. Yeah. We got a pre taped segment. Alex Marvez interviewing the new Ring of Honor champion Chris Jericho. We're getting a championship celebration on Dynamite. I fucking hate these. Yeah. I hate it already. Three days away, and I Garcia hate it said uh, he had something to say to Jericho, but Jericho told him to save it for the celebration. Yeah, kick him in the dick, Danny. Yeah. Right? The old groin punch. Do one for the Gipper, and by the Gipper, yeah. I mean Kristoff. Yeah, the old gaffer here. And Eddie Kingston against Sammy Guevara. Guevara Ugh. grabbed the house mic to tell Kingston he was a fat piece of shit. This time, I assume he cleared it. Oh, uh, yeah. And lost so. his mind. They brawled. It was a good brawl. Yeah, uh, but the finish was uh, Kingston hit three spinning back fists, hit the stretch plum, and then wouldn't let go of the hold. So he won the match, and then it got reversed. Yeah. So yeah. Paul Turner reversing the decision, trying to to tighten up the officiating after what happened on Dynamite. Yeah, again, I don't like this, yeah. especially because it made Sammy Guevara retroactively win the match. Very true. Uh, and I guess the feud, because I I don't I thought this was supposed to be a blow off. I I don't understand. There are no blow offs for Eddie Kingston feuds. Eddie Eddie constantly feuds with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he needs, he really needs for as much as we have named segments for Chris Jericho. We just need to keep running back. Eddie Kingston addresses his enemies. That needs yes. to come back at all times. Yeah. Yeah, it's everybody. It's everybody. Still one of the best segments ever. First, yeah. God just stares at the sky for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question. Here's an answer. Where was fucking Miro in this whole four That's hours? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he wasn't even in the golden ticket battle royale. No. I know. So. It's, it's, that's egregious. Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes with him. Um, I hope uh, not, man, he's I he's voiced that. some displeasure on social media. 
Yeah. Well, he's he's always weirdly shady on socials, so who knows. I know. I just I I want I want my Miro back. Yeah. I want him just I want him on, I want him you know, cut 5 minutes from the Jericho celebration and let Miro in a dark room with a red light just yell at God and I'm here for I, it. I would like to present something that I've been saying to people lately and and I, I think it's time I lay it out here on the rough house. Okay. Which is I think I've decided a way to fix almost every single problem in AEW, up to and including not enough Miro. Okay. It's a simple plan. Fire Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> Women's division's not working out. Here we go. Let's fire Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, Miro needs more TV time. Hey, let's fire Brian Pillman Jr. You know what? I stubbed my toe this morning. Let's fire Brian Pillman Jr. Let me just, let me just, uh, I'm running the numbers real quick here. You know what? Yeah. The math checks out. See, it's simple. It's that simple. Yep. Yep. That math checks. I'm not great at math, but that math checks out. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. TK. I know you're listening, bud. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about the criticisms we're throwing at you today. It's because we want you to be better than you are because you're you're doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. Just let's, let's keep that, that bar high. Jade Cargill defeated Diamante in two minutes and 36 seconds because Jade Cargill <laughs> just has to beat everyone. Again, kind well, of. Look, Diamante issue. wasn't going to be the one. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I did think it was funny that after the match, Trina slapped Diamante and then celebrated with Jade Cargill. Yeah. I mean, I you didn't see that coming? <laughs> I, I did, but it just was comical. <laughs> look, here's my um, proposal. Sure. Fire, fire Brian Pillen Jr.? Is that... Well, that's that's uh, part one. Oh, okay, cool. Part two, mm-hmm. part three, profit. Um, no, no. Uh, my proposal <laughs> is, is to, uh, to get Jamie Hader away from Britt Baker. Okay. Build her up. Mm-hmm. Jamie Hader is the one to to take Jade Cargill down. I'd love that. I would absolutely love that. You know, I let Jade get to fifty. But I, I would love for that to happen. She's twelve away. She's thirty-eight and zero. God, Let her get to fifty. Will be easily four more months. Not necessarily. You throw a dark match on there. You know, rampage every week. Do an open challenge sort of thing with a bunch of schmucks. That's what I'm saying though. That's that's twelve weeks. That's if she's on every week. So we're, we're looking at three, maybe four months of television before we get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, revolution. <laughs> Do it a revolution or full gear. No, anyway, yeah, full gear is November. Yeah. I'm I'm for it, but. You know, not it's not great that it's that's still going on. I just want more Jamie Hayter on my TV. Screen. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I can tell you who's why she's not on TV. BPJ. Uh, Adam Page won the Golden Ticket Battle Royal, which is mostly notable to me because a Paul White joined the commentary team for the first time in ages. Oh man, well he's not good. No, he's not. But you know, we had that. He sounds like uh, he has a complete. 12 inch uh, ham sandwich in his mouth when he speaks. <laughs> uh, but also, Brian Cage and Dalton Castle made their appearances in this. They did. They did. And I believe the final four was Hangman, Roosh, Penta, and Jay and Lethal. Jay Lethal. The four people who were on the graphic for the match. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I did like Paige and Roosh being the last two guys in the ring. I yes. would love to see more of the two of them against each other. Yeah. Adam Page won. 
Uh, he will be facing Mox on the October 18th edition of Dynamite, which is going to be on a Tuesday. So that's going head to head with NXT. So they're trying to load it up. Oh, is that a uh, baseball preemption there? Yes, indeed it is. I see. Uh, so it'll be on a live on a Tuesday, and in turn, they want to make it a big deal. Uh, I don't mind Hangman against Mox. I think it should be a good match. I just feel like it's a little samey, which is my only complaint there. He gives Hangman something to do. That's true. That's true. Uh, then uh, the main event of the show, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, and a Lights Out match. This match ruled. Yes. And Ricky Starks needs to be a main event guy immediately. Superstar, man. Absolute super. And no, you know, Hobbs. No right disrespect to Hobbs. Hobbs yeah. is, is, is ready to, to have the trigger pulled on him also. Yeah. But New York City was like, we're making this dude a star tonight. Yep. And Starks looked great. Starks got the big win. Of course, it's a lights out match, so it doesn't count towards records, uh, which keeps heat for uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, but it's a moral victory for for Ricky, which is something he needed. Exactly. Um, and momentum. Yeah, I, I liked some of the special effects in this, the the sparks from the light fixture and everything. Yeah, that, that was cool. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Well-timed. Uh, and uh, the the spear through the table from uh, from uh, Starks and the Hobbs mm-hmm. is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was just a great brawl, big win for Starks. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Dynamite this week doesn't have a lot announced, but there is an interesting match that got announced just as a graphic mid show. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a World Championship Eliminator match as John Moxley will be facing Juice Robinson. Yeah, didn't even know Juice was in the states right now. So. I mean, don't he and uh, Tony live in the States? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, – I, I figured uh, Juice would be on the tour right now. But I don't not. think he's been on this tour because I've been yeah. doing my predictions on the New Japan app and I've been doing terribly at them. Um, <laughs> but I haven't seen him in, in, in yeah, any of yeah. the cards. Yeah. So, uh, But, I mean, that match when it has happened, you know, that's that's how Mox debuted in New Japan. Yeah, and, and yeah. We, won the U.S. Uh, or the Intercontinental no, uh, US, US title. US yeah, title. US title. Uh, they've had great matches in the past. I see no yeah. reason why this won't be good as well. Rock hard, Juice Robinson. Uh, but it, it should be a really cool, really fun show. Before we go, though, Chris. Yeah. Uh, the internet wrestling world was in a tizzy this week as we had viral marketing mid-show of Raw this week, which then led to more viral marketing. Oh, God. On SmackDown, AR codes leading to a video with a white rabbit. Uh, it looked like, of course, that we would have something revealed at 923 on 923, according to the raw video. Uh-huh. No, it was just another uh, QR code in the middle of a hit row segment, uh. which led to another game, which tells us that there's going to be something at raw this week. All right, I'm just going to let Chris go to sleep. We'll catch you next week, everybody. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay.
Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. This is WWE Chairman Vince McMahon. Well, the whole be a star thing didn't pan out, so be a dick. Bounce that little shit's head off a locker. How about a swirly, you little four-eyed bitch? Oh, is that your asthma inhaler? It's mine now! Oh, looks like you got a big tray full of food. It's up in the air. Be a dick. Oh, that kid can't afford the same type of clothing that you have. The high-end, fashionable stuff all the popular kids are wearing. Yank his headgear out. Be a dick. You don't play sports? What a little bitch. Smack him in the ass and pull his underwear over his head. Be a dick. Oh, look at the little math genius, the math lead, trying to take a wee-wee number one with your little candy corn dick. Time for a swirly. Drinking your own little peanut dick juices, dork. Be a dick. 